0: Hello, thank you for downloading Discussing Documentaries with Rick Wharton and me, Matt Wills. Today's documentary that we're dissecting is Abducted in Plain Sight. It's available on Netflix, Netflix, sorry, and it was released in 2007. The general synopsis of this is in this true crime documentary, a family falls prey to the manipulative charms of a neighbor who abducts their adolescent daughter twice. It's directed by Sky Borgman. Now, this lady is a documentary filmmaker and a cinematographer, And she's clearly talented and bloody hardworking. Uh, It's distributed by Gravitas Ventures, who distribute a lot of documentaries. So it's got weight behind it. Now, I'm just going to issue you a warning. This is a real powerful documentary that covers some of the worst crimes in our society, namely paedophilia. So if, like me, you're of a sunny disposition and want to remain that way, then go listen to another episode. Otherwise, stick around as me and Rick discuss abducted in plain sight. Now for me this was a an incredibly well-made documentary, but it was a bloody tough watch and I was uh, I was quite moved by this and this sits this sits very much in the chosen by Rick Wharton category and I'll, I'll give you an idea how good this documentary is. So here are the accolades. It won the Newport Beach Film Festival best documentary, the Bend Film Festival. Best Documentary. The Midif Haggerstown Best Documentary. These are all wins. The Phoenix Film Festival, Best Documentary, won. Mammoth Lakes Film Festival, sorry. The Bravery Award, won. The DocuTar Film Festival, The Mayor's Award, it won it. And then the Tallgrass Film Festival, Outstanding Female Filmmaker. It won all of those awards. So with all of that in mind, Rick Wharton, you chose this. Why did you make someone like me, who believes in unicorns, watch this documentary?
1: I had to ask myself that (laughs) several times, (laughs) giving it a second watch. Uh, First off, I think there may have been a a typo in your notes. I'm sure it must have been 2017, not 2007. Oh, sorry, 2017. It was released, because Netflix originals. Since selecting this to go and watch it, and then thinking of trying to talk about it in a comedic light... Is fucking daunting. Very, yeah, yeah. I don't because the, I don't
0: think there's going to be much comedic light shed on this documentary. Um, I, I don't okay think cause, so because we could both be serious as well, right? As well as. Uh,
1: I also had to set a baseline of any sort of humanity if I was to crack a joke during this, just to remember I am a real person, just trying to fill dead air. <laughs> yeah. Next...
0: Well, I I wasn't looking forward to 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 watching this documentary. The weird thing is. As soon as it started, I remembered that somebody had spoken to me about this documentary, and all the way they were telling me about it, I remember talking to them, going, "No, this is what this is a film," and they were like, "No, no, it really happened," and I'm like, "No, yeah. no, it didn't." And was that you? Were we in a car share? Go. Did you did talk Did you talk to me about this? I guess a year or so ago when we were hanging out. This is
1: let's put. It's certainly possible uh, because this one, I have a a bunch of mates um, that I will recommend documentaries to. And there was a definitive point, which uh, I want to see if you can guess what it is when we get to it, where I had to stop the documentary, Google if it's real. And then I, at that point, I recommended it to the WhatsApp group, and there's, I think, there's still memes about it to this day.
0: Well, because I, I, I stopped it at least four times, and I, I think I asked you twice via a message, "Is this real?" Um, because it just, it, it doesn't seem real, and, and the starts. I mean, this, the, the lady who made this. Sorry, I haven't got her name in my head. So Sky, Sky Borgman, who made this clearly talented right because the the star is chilling because basically it's uh the the story is around a real all-american family and how a a a paedophile infiltrates their life and then you you hear uh the person who's playing because they do reenactments the person who's playing the paedophile says i knew i'd found the little girl that I was looking for. And that's in oh, the first minute. that was minute, him. Right, yeah.
1: That wasn't a reenactment. Um, what? That was him. On. Yeah, the, the, the pedo, who is referred to as B, Bob Birchtold. Yeah, Robert believe, Birchtold. Birchtold. Yeah, yeah. Robert Birchtold, yeah. He um, had some weird therapy where he would record what he was saying.
0: Oh, my God, that was about him. About
1: Jan. And that's that's mixed together from taped phone calls and thingy so
0: oh wow, that
1: was and okay. that is so creepy, so you are seeing footage it, that of is like chilling a young girl that
0: is genuinely yeah. chilling that 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 uh, it, it was at that point now this is sixty seconds into the documentary. I wrote a text that I didn't send you that was like do we have to do this is this why have you done this um although i'm I'm glad I just just so you know I'm glad I did it, I'm glad I watched the whole thing i i feel I feel richer for watching it as painful as it was um so you yeah you meet this god that was him okay all right well that that probably adds to why it's so chilly so we meet the the Broberg family right mum dad, three daughters and the Broberg family are there and they introduce themselves, don't they you see them in real life as they are back in two thousand and seventeen
1: well the first, the the one you see last is Jan, who's the obviously the main victim yep. of the story. So when they start telling you things about it, uh, you start to worry: Is Jan? Does Jan make it through this? Is a quick question that's kind of popped in your mind because yeah. she's like the third sister to have spoken, and it's almost like a relief, really, right? So whatever happens, she's through the other side of it now, at least. This isn't dear Zachary, which. That that'll be our one for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was uh and then um so basically and it cuts very quickly. So you you get to meet the family and they they all seem quite normal, right? And the picture they paint, um and this is as adults after the event, it's they all seem okay.
1: And they go through when the time is so yeah. we're talking late sixties, early seventies. Yeah,
0: so yeah, well she she yeah. So the mum says she met um she met Robert B Burchold, who as you said yeah they call him B in June 1972 and because the families were so similar so Robert's family um he had five children and a wife he had, he was a an entrepreneur he had his own business the father of Jan uh, he had three daughters right he had his own business he was a florist so they had similarities so they all just hung out together right and
1: then they start talking about that kind of white picket fence life where yeah. they um don't lock their doors nope. and also the mem- members of the church like i grew up uh my mom was heavy into like C of E, church of england and if you ever meet an american um christian by god are they friendly like yeah. the super most friendly people on the planet i mean it goes to the other end on the right with the evangelical christians yeah but these these guys like there's one american family uh moved into town and you it was almost like the Flanders, but they were not yes. The Flanders. Yes, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. It's just yeah, yeah. super nice, involved in the community, not like I would consider the British mentality at all or anything else I've ever been around since. But I, I remember that C of E group, man, they would bend over backwards to help each other's families. Yeah. They'd all have stuff doing together.
0: It's weird. And and this seems like a similar thing, right? They're all very, they're incredibly religious. Um and then after after they've done the in introductions he then and this that this is in the documentary almost straight away uh he says to he says to the mum hey i want to take your daughter horseback riding and uh, him and the daughter were were close she was about what she was what 11 12 years old um and in the car on the way horse riding he gave her some pills and then she didn't she didn't make it home
1: there's a little bit um of ins- inception before then because there's things like they go over all the stuff the family does together like they literally had best friends paired up yeah, yeah between his kids and their kids and they were talking about how uh b was amazing because he really got involved with the kids and he was yeah. always playing and then he sent them a fruit basket that's saying right. how i yeah, really yeah. really enjoyed your family and uh, the dad, I remember the quote from the dad, which we're gonna, I think we're gonna be leaning heavily on talking about the dad in this because it's the least upsetting thing to be able to talk about. But the dad says, and I thought, wow, this is
0: this is a really sharp guy, yeah. <laughs> like, and it was a fruit basket, that's all it was. But it was it done exactly because this Rob, let's call him B, so because that's what they call him, and B was I think clearly, the dad's called Robert as well, right? Okay, yeah, so Bob, so B was. And a, and a manipulator of people to the highest. That was his skill set in life. His magic gift in life was being able to manipulate human beings.
1: So it tells you how he used to pick up their kids from school yeah. and they would have things like, uh, one, two, three, today is going to be a great day. And everyone would yell that. Yeah. And then it immediately cuts to a cassette recording of B talking about a nine-year-old Jan saying, no man could love any woman more.
0: Yeah. And it's just chilling, right? The whole way through, um, you just get this sick taste in your mouth, and all the way through, I'm like, "Rick, why were unicorns? Rick, I believe in unicorns. What are you, what are you doing?" And I was properly think... dragged out of my. Uh... And it's really weird because the the room I'm uh, we're recording this podcast in. Um, Basically, my my missus is a social worker, and she she works with these sort of people, right? And I'm surrounded now by books, and they're all social work books, and they are miserable, right? Um, Understanding Disorganized uh, Attachment, Um, Nurturing Resilience in Our Children, Cognitive Therapy Development. I'm surrounded by misery. We
1: need to talk about Kevin's in there somewhere. Yeah,
0: what happened? Yeah, it was just... um, Yeah, so I'm surrounded by misery. So that's why I go more towards the unicorns are real, right? Uh, (laughs) Obviously, just to point out, I don't actually believe unicorns are real, but I need a protective coat around me sometimes because of the very real world that we live in. I'm
1: sure the clickbaiters of our listeners are about ready to put out, you know, stories of your delusions. Yeah,
0: probably. So um, basically, so he went horseback riding uh, with Jan and she didn't make it home and then b's wife comes round and says please don't phone the police right and she didn't because she didn't want to upset the wrongun's wife
1: oh that the side of b's family i was the only element missing that i wanted to hear their perspective yeah, from yeah. because he's got five kids and he and a wife and, and a wife um And there was times when he would go away on holiday with other friends and bring Jan, who's 9 to 10 years old at this point, as a date. And you had those people then turn around saying, we are never having anything to do with him again. Yeah. This is wrong. But they
0: didn't do nothing about him, right? They just said, we don't want our kids near him. They didn't care about other people's kids being near him. It was almost like the whole community turned their back on this guy right apart from this this poor family and so two days later right so the, the the kid doesn't come home he doesn't come home two days later they phoned the fbi who were closed right
1: but even even two days of a you miss your daughter missing yeah and then not wanting to make a fuss so they don't call it. it's it's insane Anyone I've spoken to about this, as much as, like, obviously the Predators, were one of the most evil people you ever hear about, mm. but the main anger goes towards how the parents dealt with it. Yeah. They were yeah up there with the worst. I imagine if uh, your your lass was watching it, she'd be saying the exact same thing. I know I was, mine
0: did. Actually, no, she didn't. I watched it without her. I'm bloody glad I did, because... Uh yeah she'd recount too too much of real life towards it because and then eventually they get hold of the FBI the girl's been missing now for 5 days and they yeah. finally get hold of the FBI
1: yeah that 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 was a sticking point for me so basically they took 2 days to call the FBI and then when the FBI had a forwarded number to call them Is this like and they went well? I don't want to bother all these people and left another three days before they got in touch to say our daughter is missing.
0: Yeah, it was insane, right? It beggars belief. You're like, no, what you did? What now? Yeah, you're just the whole way through. You're questioning the whole thing, and then we're introduced to Peter Welsh. He's the I loved him. uh, Oh God, how scary did that guy look? Right, he didn't smile once. Right, understandably, he gives gravitas to. The FBI. I'm
1: sure he, he's like the guy who plays a cop in Seinfeld. Just to, to, the
0: library as... cop. That's who he plays. That's yep. him from Seinfeld. Yes. Well done. You found the like you vet... found the sliver of of fun in this whole episode. <laughs> he,
1: again, I love Dragnet. He's got that direct talking and just no nonsense. He was exasperated at what was going on yeah. with the family because he had he had to convince them that their daughter's been kidnapped and they're like, yeah. oh, I'm sure it's... They
0: didn't believe I'm it. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. So he was the lead special investigator, right? Um, and uh, at this point, that was the first time when I, I sent you a message going, is, is this real? People cannot be this naive, can they? But I genuinely hmm. thought this is... This is some sort of clever drama. You know, you know like when um, um they put out War of the Worlds on the radio, Orson Welles did it in the 50s, and so many yeah. people heard it and they genuinely thought it was real. I kind of thought it was a bit like that. I thought it was some sort of stunt and it was just manipulating the audience. I really did. And I was like, well, this seems a bit of a sick joke.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had exactly the same thing, which crescendos, but uh, we'll, we'll get to the point that does... Um so they they discovered that he's got a motorhome that's yeah. missing. Yeah. So now they know he's probably in that. Um, the FBI found out he had an affinity for young girls. The brother describes him as a pedophile from a year early age, seeing yeah. how he abused their youngest sister. Yeah. Um, had a then a nationwide. They find a car, a, his car wrecked, staged with blood, but they say staged because the window is broken from the inside, yeah. not the outside.
0: Yeah. Um. and then it kind of cuts back in time doesn't it because then it starts going how he won the trust of the family before he abducted her and it happened with when he took them on holiday and here's the here's what blew my mind he takes them on holiday um, and he takes Jan to Seattle which is in the great state of Washington how many times <laughs> does the great state of Washington keep popping up in documentaries? What is it about this place that attracts the talented, the weirdos, the 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 the, the, the evil criminal minds?
1: Nothing happy ha- happens in Washington should be the, God almighty. Yeah, motto.
0: I'm not going to go there on holiday. And basically the reason the mum trusted him so much because we then learn that he seduced the mum.
1: And even even the way he does that, alright so he's there and uh, Robert Birchold, uh, B, the Predator, he has some cash reserves from somewhere. He is a successful mm. businessman. The way, Whatever his current business was, which oh, I'm forgetting what it was. It was mentioned like twice what he did. I think it was like a furniture stall or something. But he rang her up and told her to bring him a sandwich. Yes. Which even... They don't make women like they do in the 70s anymore. No. Right?
0: <laughs> I, t- I took my cat to the vet yesterday. It was a really traumatic experience. And when I got back, my missus stood in front of me, made herself a coffee and then walked off. Didn't even ask how I was. <laughs> didn't <laughs> offer to make me a coffee. Yeah, that woman from the 60s, 70s. Yeah, they, they don't exist. And and fair play, right? But uh, yeah, let, let's get some empathy going here. Come on.
1: So he was seducing the mother. He took her to a church function in Utah. Uh, she goes into a lot of detail about the affair,
0: yeah,
1: and uh, with quite reverence, she's even a little happy smile yeah. remembering it. Which, yeah. given what goes on next, is it's beyond
0: belief. Uh, the whole thing is, you're yeah, like what? This is the guy who and she's talking about it for was it 35 years after it's happened. And she still yeah, had that little... Yeah, with sp- sp-
1: everything that happened in between. Yeah.
0: And so she effectively said, she, you know, she, this guy had all the excitement that her husband of 15 years didn't have. He was telling her how beautiful she was, how attracted he was to her. And she goes, I was look, I was taken away by it. I was taken in by him.
1: And we're about to find out why those things were about the dad.
0: Because he then seduces the dad.
1: They go for a ride... He rings him up and says, hey, you're free to talk. So he leaves the florists he owns.
0: Because um, he's a soft, gentle man, right? He's a genuinely, you, you see so him aged what, 75? Really soft, gentle man. He's just...
1: Yeah, he's remarkably meek. Yeah. And And they go out to the woods and they're in the car talking and Robert B. Birchfield starts saying how he hates his wife. He can't stand her. He can't have sex with her. And then the dad says, I could tell that he was aroused, and he asked me for relief, and uh, so I did. So he's now jacking him off in the car. He's seduced the mother, and it was at the point when the guy said he reached over to jerk off Robert Birchold, is when I had to stop and Google if this is real.
0: Yeah, and that's a point I text you again. Is this real? Because he says, right, as the the older him looking back on this and he's recounting this story and it's really upsetting for him. And then he says, this is the worst thing I've ever done. No, mate, the worst thing you ever done was let your daughter run off with this this bloody, this pedo, right? Yeah. Not wanking him off. The worst thing you ever done. Was lo- There were loads of things worse than that, but no, for him it was just awful, because um, he said he broke his marriage vows, and that was in front of God, and that was important to him.
1: That solid church community, yeah, I think creates a lot of repression and bad decisions. Make we would say in see. Heather because yeah, no one got no one got divorced back there. So if yeah, they were stuck. If he was deciding, if he was deciding to explore his sexuality, he would have been shunned, lost everything. Yeah including possibly his business.
0: And the only reason that he um, he was seduced was so that the wrong one could have access to his daughter. Uh,
1: so, And then this Sir Robert B. Birchall then comes around and starts saying things like um, he is being treated for sexual abuse. He suffered as a child, and yeah. part of his therapy, and gives them a letter from his therapist, yeah. is that he needs to sleep with their child, Jan. And previously to this, yeah. uh, he would also offered to build a wall because Jan would share a room with her younger sister, yeah. and, and he offered to build a wall between those two, to, to make two rooms, basically separating yeah. her away from the well, from the sister. Well,
0: well, here's the thing that shocked me. Uh, well, loads of it shocked me, and you don't really think your shock levels can in, can increase because they're so bloody high. And then the the Sky Bergman, the director brings in another piece of information and you get amped up again um so basically the church of latter day saints caught him messing around with a girl previously and they reprimanded him yeah what what you did what this is i mean me and you joke about starting having kickstarter campaigns to kill people who own football clubs right <laughs> whereas the church here who have all the power going and all the money they reprimanded him jesus no it's and and what did the mum say right the mum said neither of us were comfortable with him spending time with our daughter but it was for his therapy no he's he's lying you fucking idiots I, I kept shouting at the a, telly. I'm like, no! It's,
1: it's one of those ones. Makes you shout at the TV yeah. because you think, all right, so he, he swindled them, these bloody idiots. I can't believe they let him stay in her bedroom. And then it comes up with the information. Slept in her bed four times a week. And, I mean, how old's Robert B. Bertram? 40? Oh,
0: in his 40s, yeah. And the kid's, what, 10? She's 10 now, right, Jan?
1: Yeah slept in the bed four times a week for six months yeah. right up until the abduction the day she's taken october 17th 1974 and the whole thing and
0: when you kept telling me yes it's real um it it was just heartbreaking to watch the whole the whole thing yet because we were meant to have a another meeting weren't we and i went yeah i'm not going to make that i could not switch it off i, yeah. I genuinely i couldn't i could not stop I was like, no, we're going to have to be... And I'm really late, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make that date. I'm really sorry, man. I've got to watch this. It was ju- it was so compelling. And it's the the weirdest subject to be compelling, right? And to admit, yeah. like, oh, my God, this is fascinating to watch.
1: Uh, and um, again, and then you 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 come to Jan's account of what happened. And this is when it becomes... Re- uh, if you think everything we've mentioned already, it's heroin. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable the parents let it, but then when you find out how the abduction was planned and set out, it gets like fucking Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like, so he drugs her in the car. She's out like a light. He then puts her in the motorhome. He then leaves a cassette tape with him doing a weird voice for aliens. Yeah. The aliens are called Zeta and Zephyr. They told her she was part alien. Her father was not her actual father. Which, to be fair, that's possible given how much the mum and kids enjoyed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the thing is, she said the reason she believed this was because in her religion, Jesus's dad Joseph wasn't his real dad; he had a different. And dad. you hear that every week, yeah. yeah. And and she's like, "Well, that's that was so plausible. So the fact that my dad was an alien, well, that was just as plausible as as the religion I was being." you know, shove down my throat every week. And that's, you're like, oh, fair point. Okay, that's, and she's a kid, right? You believe, you believe all manner of nonsense. What, well, a guy comes down my chimney, but I do get presents? Oh, I believe that. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, and and plus, it's he's so trusted. and. I mean, this guy stays over the house four nights a week. These are very, like, in her mind, this is someone who cares for her and looks after her yeah. and takes her through all these fun stuff. So uh, what he does is he lies there covered in his own blood, so she has to wake him up, and then they listen to this alien's plan yep. that they have to, this on the cassette tape, that they have to have a baby by the time she turns 16, and yeah. if not, they will take her sister and do the same.
0: Yeah, and basically, so he's, he's brainwashing her, right?
1: Um, and then I've just wrote, it gets too dark. I, I, I'm i not repeating this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> gets next, it gets horrific.
0: And then, then to cut to the point, so he then phones his brother... And he says, look, we're in Mexico and we've just got married because in Mexico you're allowed to get married when the person is 12. What an enlightened society the Mexicans have got. Um, and he says, hey, can you um, can you speak to her family, the 12 year old kid's family, and get permission that I can marry her when I come back to the United States? And his brother's like, mate, you what? There's The FBI are looking for you. What are you on about? Okay, well, I'll I tell you what, I'll give it a go.
1: Yeah, and you get that. I think they got that phone call on tape. Yeah, or or even a reenactment. But then they then I I because I was beginning to think this brother is at the very least enabling the shit out of this and helping gotcha. him make demands. But then he says how he got the FBI involved so they could trace the call and find him.
0: Because at the time you're screaming at the brother, going, "You're in on it. You're bloody in on it." And he's like, "So I phoned the FBI." So he, he grasses up his brother basically. Um and I guess in this in this case we can let it we can let him off that you know snitches get stitches because he did the right thing, right? So he oh, he yeah, grassed yeah. up on his brother. Um the Mexicans go in and arrest the guy for kidnapping in Mexico. But then he, he bribes one of the um one of the prison guards who and the prison guard brings down the kid, because they've been separated, brings down Jan and he tells her, don't forget, don't say anything to anyone because the aliens have told me this and he brainwashes her even more.
1: Yeah. The aliens told me there's four things you can't tell them or your sister will go blind, your dad will be taken and then absolutely terrified, brainwashed, fucking yeah. gaslit Jan has to go along with it.
0: Yeah. And um, just, my heart, it, just my heart is breaking again. And again and again, it's just oh, it's it's just, it's just awful. It really is.
1: And, and and it's almost like in the back of your mind, this is twenty minutes into an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, that's all I thought. I'm like, oh my god, I've got another hour and ten minutes of this. And you think, they can't have how? more to he, show me, can they?
1: He's in jail. He's kidnapped the child. He's married her in Mexico. How is he not rotting in a jail cell? Yeah. At this moment. But then the parents come and collect Jan. Um, They indicted Berthold of kidnapping charges. Yes. Uh, Jan is terrified about B and whether or not she can complete the mission. The aliens have said. Because she's
0: so brainwashed by this stage.
1: Gail Berthold, the the wife of the pedo, uh, comes round and wanted to speak to the dad alone. And then threatened to expose the affairs between B and the family. So they sign a sworn affidavit yeah. to say he had permission to do everything he did. Yeah. And, lest he'll be outed. or I don't even think it might have been him. It might it have was just been a, the wife's affair. No, it
0: was just a homosexual affair because that would have ruined... Because don't forget, it was like mid-70s, right? That would have ruined him in his church community, in his community. And the shame that he had of all of this. And he was like, mm, yeah, okay. And Peter Welsh... The FBI guy is like, you what?
1: Oh, they couldn't believe it. They had the DA yeah. ringing them saying we had the case. Yeah, that we've, it was done. we've got
0: this guy. He's going to get 35 years to life. This guy is never going to see the outside world ever again. And because they don't want to feel the shame, they're like, actually, no, we made a mistake. We gave him permission. All right, it was just... Uh, yeah.
1: And they show you like screenshots of the affidavit they signed. Yeah. So he basically wrote their statement for them. And it's it's disgusting they got him to sign that.
0: So he then gets released, right? Because so, he's, on, he's on remand, but, basically. But just quickly,
1: he? I think this is one of the last times we see the wife. And for her to do that in her situation, I wanted to hear Why? anything from her. Any justification or what she was going through.
0: Well, because he was a B was a manipulator of people. So he clearly manipulated his wife. He'd re- manipulated the other, you know, Jan's mum and dad. Um, he'd manipulated everyone. That's all he'd done because he was so he was set on his target. He knew exactly what he wanted. And it was this 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 girl.
1: And then at this point, you have the phrase, even then we weren't aware how sick he was. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many red flags or, and you're really starting to be like, these parents are the dumbest.
0: Yeah. Are people really that it naive? never be. Yeah.
1: Like, the other two kids should have been put into the system just to be kept safe away from them.
0: Yeah. Because then, this is how sad, right? This is how clever he was as a manipulator. He then phones up the girl's mum and she agrees and she goes and meets him. And then he says he loves her, and then she's buying it, and that she should leave her husband, and then she sleeps with him. This is after he's abducted her daughter for quite a few months. Married them, yeah, and married her twelve-year-old daughter, and then they had an affair for eight months. And again, I'm texting you again, going, "This is you sure this is real? This is this is like the worst Hollywood film of misery ever." (laughs) Right, this is just awful. This cannot be real.
1: And then he instantly goes and tells the dad what's going on, so he wants to like to try and get him to move along a, a divorce.
0: Yeah, he then phones that he goes, oh yeah, by the way, I'm screwing your wife, um,
1: and cuts back to the wife saying, I'm having an eight month affair, and she's looking like again with reverence. It's like yeah. I am in love with him. It was an exciting time for me. Yeah,
0: God, how how boring was her life. And so then the husband files for divorce. Um yep. Berthold then goes to B then goes he, he goes for his um sentencing, right? So he has to go back and they're like, Look, you did do some study, right? You're not meant to take a girl out of the country, right? You can keep her in the country, but taking her out's a bad thing. So he takes a plea deal and he gets forty five days in prison for what he did. I'll, I'll repeat that in case I didn't say it clearly. 45 days.
1: Got out on good behaviour intent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm screaming at the TV. My cats are li- I don't scream at the TV this much when West Ham United are playing and they're bloody awful to watch. This thing is it's getting not my much blood. To shout about. Right. This thing's getting my blood right up.
1: And then, uh, yeah. So, and then. How how sinister does this sound? First thing he does when he's out of jail is he goes and buys a family fun center. Yeah. And he looks creepy as well, by the way. There's Robert Birchall, the reenactment guy. They get a, like a handsome, looks like Arif montage
0: <laughs> charismatic.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he? The reenactment dude, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was Jeremy Piven.
0: Oh, I, I, th- I thought he was a young Bill Hicks is uh, how I it, saw
1: it. It, him yeah, alright I'd give it a little bit of a young hicks but then the, the real guy did you ever see the Ernest movies back in the day yes 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 Ernest goes to jail and he's like well will you be my friend to like someone in the showers like he's just like plays mentally challenged adult who does kid things as a, in a comedy role mm. As what you, used to you remind me a lot of an Ernest or a Pee Wee Herman yeah just, like, just, weird, yeah, just creepy, weird creepy skinny. to
0: look at right um, but again that's with hindsight knowing what we knew um,
1: no, I think it's ingrained in our souls now because, like, no one knew it. It was never outed to me as a thing. But if you looked, showed me a picture of say Jimmy Savile growing up, I would have said he looks like a paedophile.
0: He looks like a wrong one We don't,
1: we we don't know that. But I swear to God, you look at them and you go, like, yeah,
0: I can see that. Yeah, that was just so the daughter who was abducted now is so brainwashed right she wants to go and be with b her abductor uh, and she wants them to get married so she convinces her mum to let her go and live with him in his his fun center caravan park yeah and again i'm screaming at the tv i'm going to say that throughout this podcast herself they put they buy her a fucking plane ticket and you're like how now this what a manipulator i mean and the reason he got the money right to be able to buy that place was because when he got out of prison he went and worked for his brother selling cars and his brother said he was the best damn car salesman i'd ever had that guy could sell cars to anybody yeah because he was a manipulator of human beings
1: and he was hanging out with with the abductor and the child, and going like, I've just never seen him so happy. I don't know what he gets out of it, but yeah. And he's just like, oh, Can you? I, you can't even because in these things, you tend to try and put yourself in these situations, and you just can't even fathom.
0: No, that's just and the brothers because the brother's being interviewed and he's what 65, 70 now. He's like, Oh, yeah, you know, my brother, crazy Bob. No, your brothers are fucking wrong, and mates do the right thing you've got guns in your country go put two in the back of his head and then the, the the daughter then um then basically the daughter goes missing and this time the family did contact the fbi but this time they didn't wait 5 days because that's just silly right they waited 14 days
1: because they're embarrassed they even said didn't want word to get out we just told people shoes were for grand yeah we didn't want to be then- embarrassed they have these phone calls. So the Bertrand would call them trying to spin his side of the story. Yeah. Uh, and they're just cordial chats. Do you know what I mean? There's no anger going to,
0: but she, he got her, he, he got her to phone her mum almost every day afterwards. Right. And, uh, that's
1: in August of 76. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then the FBI then stalked him. Um, and they couldn't, so she wasn't with him. The, the, the wrong one, um, but then they did finally find her, and he'd hid her in a Catholic school. Oh, how very apt! That seems the right place to uh, to to put her. And the FBI come along, and then she gets sent home, and she's and what does her dad say? Our daughter was emotionally gone. At this point, I'm I'm broken, man. I am je- I'm just broke. I'm like, oh God, what, this is awful.
1: There was there was a slight nugget that you missed with the Catholic school. Is he? So he took her to the Catholic school, uh, boarding school, so he could see her on the weekend. So if he's been surveilled. They wouldn't see her in the motorhome, yeah. Which was they described as a, a mausoleum of pictures of this one, yeah, of the kid, nine, ten, yeah, eleven yeah. year old girl. Just That's oh, right, fucking yeah. harrowing.
0: And he tells him he's a CIA agent, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he tells him I'm a CIA agent due to whatever conflict was going on. Time Libya Lebanon, or something I think it was like that. A, yeah, the Lebanon Libya. Conflict. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if anyone comes, those aren't good guys. Yeah, they're after me. Yeah, so keep her quiet. And luckily, after explaining, explaining, explaining to them, they they find her and take her home. Mm. But this is is a good thing about technology, because I say, in the age of A, the internet, and B, camera phones, people don't get to get away with this shit half as easily. I mean... Do you not reckon? Any... Right, it's difficult when you're hearing what's coming out in the news, but the ones that do or at least got, like, you know, their own islands. like elite, <laughs> oh, el- el- That's right. El- elite, no, not all oh, right, but it's not some guy who owns a furniture store can just kidnap a kid in front of everyone, and they're like, oh, that's Bob. He fucks kids. Don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean?
0: I think it says a lot for the American dream, though, that you can go to you can go to prison for abducting a child, come out, and then buy a family fun centre. What I a country! And what a time to be alive—the seventies.
1: Everything's on systems now. Do you know what I mean? Because it even turns out that he had been in jail for a year for raping a child. Yeah, which no one knew about, and because it's all—it's all paper. It's in files. You have to go and look yeah. for that shit. You could move states as opposed to now. Y- yeah, yeah, y-
0: yeah. You're recorded for forever. So basically, his daughter was emotionally gone, and now we go back to the dad, right? And the dad has got a florist. And then the florist burns down, and sh- the kid thinks it's her fault because she hasn't had children with B yet, and she thinks mm, the aliens—the aliens, aliens are doing it, right? And the dad's holding on to his family. Said, "Let it burn. I don't care. I've got everything I need here." Um, and then it turns out, B, the wrong one, organised the arson of the florist shop. And then gets arrested the was for in jail. it. Yeah, when he was in jail, he convinced. He, this is how manipulative he was. He convinced some other criminals um, to burn down the florists, and he gets done for that, right? Because they get they get caught immediately.
1: There isn't a, an interview with the dad where I don't want to throw a shoe at the TV. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Every talking bit. Uh, I'm amazed the documenters were able to like hold the boom mic like, without their shoulders slumping and going like, are you fucking kidding me here? Yeah. Because even when they burnt down the florists, he turns around and you see him, he's like directly finger pointing now. He's not as passive. He goes, and he goes, and that hatred was criminal. I was like, everything he's fucking <laughs> done was criminal.
0: That turned the, ger- turn the other cheek. He really did turn the other cheek again and again yeah. and again.
1: Forget your geraniums you lost. Like this guy is like ruined your family.
0: You want to get medieval on his ass. That's what you need to be doing, son. And then so they so then the FBI arrest B right, and they've got him done. They they've got him for uh, kidnapping again because he kidnapped her and put her into this uh, Catholic school. They've got him done for arson. And guess what? He was acquitted because he served six months six months in a mental institution.
1: That's right. Are you?
0: What is going on with justice here? And again, you're screaming at you were screaming at the TV, right? Because it wasn't just me. It was like, no, what the fuck are you all doing?
1: There was there was a documentary that runs parallel to this. It'll be a good few months before I make you watch it. (laughs) But um, thanks. It was the first ever. I think it was like the first ever child to be put in the milk carton. Right. Of abduction, and then they learn... Because, again, even the FBI says they'd never even heard the word paedophile at this time. Yeah. And this woman talks about her son going missing and how 12 kids in, like, over three streets that went missing, they're refusing to link it. There's a whole organized underground thing going on with them missing, and there was just a reticence to put it on because they'd get pressure from higher-ups that they don't want their neighborhoods that are white middle class to be seen as dangerous. Yeah,
0: because of the shame...
1: because of the shame of it and, and all that kind of perception. And the perception property prices. And right. Property prices. Yeah. All of that came into play to just having nothing done to help. And I think this is again just the naivety yeah, of this time, I guess. Yeah. It's
0: it's difficult to fucking believe now, isn't it? Like Well, it's it's the we're all fine here. No, you're not. You're nothing's fine at all, if anything. You are far from fine as it's possible to be. No, we're all fine. Don't worry about that. It's um, it's when Han's, <laughs> it's when Lando Calrissian says to Han Solo, "You having some problems with your droid?" No, we're fine, Lando. Don't and ah uh, and uh, C three PO's in pieces. Yeah, we got it. Don't you worry, son. <laughs> it's all all right. They're like that. They're just turning a blind eye again and again and again. And then and it then... cuts to. And and this is when it that because I was wondering how did we get from what was going on in the seventies to then where we are in the year twenty seventeen right how did because then suddenly it's it's thirty odd years later, and Jan has grown up right and she said and it was when I turned sixteen, um I realised because I hadn't died, my sister hadn't gone blind, my parents weren't dead, and it something happened that I realised. I'd been lied to. I'd been brainwashed.
1: The the story just before that was harrowing because she was so panicked about turning sixteen, and knowing she'd had this deadline. for
0: <gasps> Oh God! Six yes. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She says she's going to get a gun, explain the mission to her sister because the way the the kind of lie was set up for her was you have to procreate, if you do not we will blind your sister, kill your dad, and something else to your other sister. So the second sister had to be the one to procreate if she didn't. So she was going to get a gun, take the sister to one side, explain the mission, and if she didn't want to do it, she was going to kill the sister and then herself.
0: And 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 it's her who's telling you this. Yeah. Like years later. And you're looking at her going, oh, you poor human being. Oh, my God. You poor... Just that childhood was... ah, It was just shocking. And Um, then she
1: she realises it's fake and then she counts there would have been over 200 sexual abuses within that time. And then... Then 28 years later,
0: the mums wrote a book. What what she did, when she realised she'd been brainwashed, she then told her sister and then she told her parents and then she started talking about it as a a child, which Hmm. the bravery that that must have took, right, was just... That's beyond any bravery I, I've got. Just, I
1: think that is the upswing of the documentary. Yes. That is yeah. that is the positivity you cling to. because yeah. um, very, so the very, mother, very the much. Mo-
0: this girl is amazing. The, In fact, the whole family, because you, you go from anger to, oh, hang on, th- this family have got something. There is something about them where you're like, okay, hang on. I, I can em- not just empathize with them. You start to go, hang on, look, there's something about you, isn't there? That's...
1: Uh, and the the faster so they start going to give talks for uh, women of uh, abuse, and yeah. they, they released the book. And then the fascinating
0: well, thing is because the mum started writing it all down when when she started talking about it as an adult. Her and her mum, her mum just started writing it all down what they were saying. And yeah, and she wrote a mm. book. And th- that's how you proved it was real, wasn't it? You googled the book. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet but, I've got um, that on my bookshelf here somewhere amongst all my other oh, of stuff
1: that's in there with misery creeping over your shelf but no so the the thing that grabbed me was uh the predator robert birchold b then starts going on a smear campaign about the book rigging up tv shows and saying how they were lying and she was with me in mexico voluntarily getting married yeah which again just things are slipping through the cracks like can anyone not see and then so he tries to sue them. Yes. So he, she's, and represents himself. So she has to talk directly to him yeah. in the courtroom. And you could not be like, how proud would you were you watching her yes. fucking dress down? Yeah, very much. Well, because she's and, getting
0: a stalker injunction against him because he keeps coming to talk yeah, to her, not he? Yeah, that's it? it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she is, and she says to him in court, and you see this from the court the videotape, she says to him, Shame on you. You should admit your crimes. And he's so upset, right? He then attacks uh, a group of bikers.
1: Oh, wait, I'll I'll, I'll go into that bit Go on. Go on. <laughs> so while, while she's going around giving these talks, uh, there is a group called BACA, which is bikers against kid abuse or yes. something like that. <laughs> so a bunch of hell's angels fall around and provide security of these things so their abusers can't do anything.
0: Well done, sons of anarchy.
1: Yeah, I I got to be honest. Between them and British pedophile hunters, I prefer the bikers.
0: Yeah, because they seem like men of action. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know what it is. It seems like it's more about stopping the evil than them being on camera. For yes, me, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Is the problem with the pedo hunters? <laughs> but um, so the back. So the guy notices and recognizes Bob, runs, jumps on his car, and then Bob speeds up from the bonnet and then lets him go. And the guy got hurt he gets taken to court yeah uh, because he's found with a gun yep he's breaking the restraining order yep and um he gets charged he says if i get charged and he gets he gets found guilty and then allowed released yes again to come back a week later for sentencing and then he commits
0: suicide yeah and you're told he commits suicide by his brother by his brother yeah and his brother and, makes uh, it sound so i had to i had to jump back and watch it again just to confirm that the piece of shit really was dead. Because the way his brother <laughs> said it, not... he took his Kalua and milk and he committed suicide. I mean, you what? You can't die from a white Russian. What?
1: I know that has ruined white Russians for me. Yeah. For the... <laughs> I don't think there's been an episode where we haven't mentioned the Big Lebowski yeah, in that's... some <laughs> obscure reference. <laughs> he went bowling and then he killed himself. Yeah. Um So, yeah, so he didn't even face the music for his crimes. Um, but she did. I, I, I like I say, with all that bleakness throughout this documentary, the fact that she was able to eloquently mm. state her case and stare him down yep. and say that he was in the wrong, he's the abuser. Yes, was because uh, uh, I amazing. She's turned out that well rounded. Do you know what I mean? With everything she went through. Yeah,
0: because she seems so well rounded. Um, the family are incredible right the strength that they have together and she says early on in the documentary we only got through this because of the love we have for each other and all of that right and the mum blames herself right so the mum thinks it's all her fault Uh, the dad he blames himself he thinks it's all his fault
1: um it's the only thing they've been right about the full fucking documentary to be fair though and it is
0: (laughs) it is hands down probably one of the most moving um yeah, i know, i know this is going to sound incredibly weird the most uplifting documentaries as well because just that that final 5 minutes where you realize the strength of this family to go through that experience come out the other side and still they talk so highly of one another right and it's yeah. and it doesn't seem like bullshit just for the camera it it's, it gen, den, genuinely does seem um it just there's a lot of love you can just feel it and that the sky boardman the, the, the director you're just Still, so I doffed my cap. It was it was fascinating. And I did not want to watch this. Yet the moment I started, I could not stop.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. Because at our ages, the amount of TV and narrative we have absorbed, as I said at the beginning, you become jaded. And this mm. one was you couldn't predict a single thing they were going to say next. Like the fact he used aliens to control her is almost a side note on how Insane! This whole story is from start to finish, but
0: I I don't I I don't think I'd watch it again, Rick. Just to let you know, I've I've experienced it. It, It's a bit like bungee jumping for me. I've done it once. Thank you very much. I've got the certificate. I'm done.
1: Yeah, I've got no intention of ever watching that again. Yeah. Uh, This is the only one that took me a few days to 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 build up the energy to watch again.
0: Yeah, but um, if you Uh, if you haven't seen it. I and I know this is going to again sound incredibly it's strange. a
1: one in a million story yeah is and and watch the it the truth to it is
0: and watch it because it's it's just it's great it's it's exactly what a documentary should be right it's it's moving it's compelling it gets your emotions going it's it's true um it it has given me a love for weirdly enough um true crime I I'd, I'd watch more mm. true crime documentaries off the back of this because. Yeah, just because well, that I was moved, is, right? So you've that's you, that's a positive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, yeah. So taking the positives for it, you have opened my eyes to, okay. Well, I should I shouldn't live in my little unicorn, <laughs> my unicorns a fluffy world. Um, I should occasionally stick my head out into the real world and go, oh my god, you are all scumbags. This is why I hide away.
1: And there is, uh, if there is any parents in there going, oh wait a minute, we have that forty-five year old friend who comes around and sleeps now nine-year-old daughter's room. Address it quickly, immediately, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Address it,
0: um, and if the FBI are closed, leave a message on their machine. They'll get back to you, <laughs> right? Um, okay, well let's give let's give this a score, and then let's we're going to need a, a, a good documentary to clear the palate after this one. Rick, may <laughs> I suggest I choose one? Uh, <laughs> Now,
1: now you said a good one, not a nice well, one. Okay. Right? So th- this would be a higher <laughs> score. I would say that you got to give this a four. This young woman's story is remarkable. It's very well yeah. told. And there is a feeling of at least she's beyond it and she's you know living her life how, mm. as, as she wants. It is totally a triumph to overcome that level of brainwashing yeah. and trauma.
0: And she's empowering other women to talk about the terrible experiences they may have had, and to seek help, right, and to talk about it and to get help. So she's she's helping other human beings, and for that, yeah, I, I salute her. So um, yeah, for me, it's a it's a five out of five, hundred percent for this one.
1: I'm yeah. giving it a solid four. Okay,
0: yeah. well, uh, Rick, have you got any more to say on this one before we uh, before we put this in the archive and don't even release it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um no i i don't um I, i'm amazed wait again this is it was a fantastic documentary mm. but for for talking about things in a comedic light but no a very good documentary worth checking out but it'll, it'll leave a it'll leave a lasting impression it really will um i'd, so I'd say nine out of ten nine out of
0: ten um Thank you very much for sticking with us and listening to Discussing Documentaries, where we dissect documentaries and just drill into them quite a lot, it would seem. Uh, we have a lot more episodes coming, so follow us every week. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can join our Facebook page. You can email us to join our email list at uh, discussingdocumentaries at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) All right. Take it easy.